had to get a color-coded bracelet. Yes, like the one I'm wearing. Yes, and you know who else did that? It's the Mexican cartel. Thank you for your time, and let's go, Brandon. Okay. Um, see if hopefully it's up and running. I hope that you guys can hear me. I do not have all of my usual equipment with me, um, and we had some technical difficulties. So I usually go on at 7 o'clock and... Um, that did not happen today for several reasons uh, on time. But so we are coming live. This is Sheena Rodriguez with the Secure the Border podcast. And we are live actually right now coming to you still from um, the beautiful South Texas in Kinney County. You can, I was hoping to log on early enough to where you guys could see the beautiful sunsets um, that I was able to enjoy while I was freaking out and trying to figure out how, um, how I was going to get this up and going. But anyways, if you guys will please like and share, I haven't been able to kind of share the usual places, especially on Facebook. Right now we are streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, Getter, YouTube, um, and of course, it'll be uploaded to the podcast afterward, the podcast version and the website afterwards. So today is Friday, August 12th. And you can go ahead and sit down. They won't see you yet. <laughs> I'm live. Um, but yeah, so and we are coming, like I said, uh, still down here in Kinney County. Um, we were really tired and uh, wanted to catch up with some good friends in the area. And so wasn't able to reach everyone, but I wanted to kind of recap, if you will, some of the reason why we were down here. It was a very, very, very busy week um, on, I hope that you guys can hear me okay, uh, especially considering that I don't have my usual microphone. So um, please just like and comment, if you will, and just tell me if you can hear okay, I hope so. Anyways, um, so we had this week, we had, we came down on Monday, uh, Tuesday, we had a meeting, we had some amazing, wonderful patriots um, from all over Texas, um, come on down um, to help out and, and to testify and let their voices be heard. Um, and so we had the Tuesday, we had an informational meeting. Uh, thank you, Miss Lori and her amazing husband for being such, uh, as always, wonderful host um, and allowing us to have an informational meeting there on Tuesday night at the Cornerstone Ranch. And then on um, on Wednesday, of course, was the Texas Border, um, uh, I'm sorry, the Texas Senate Border Security Committee hearing. And um, we had some just some really amazing testimonies locally. And then we had people uh, come in from out of town. Um, Frank Lopez Jr., of course, was then Katie Sims, Mark, um, you know, we had people, Michelle Gonzalez uh, and so many others from uh, from the Houston area, from the San Antonio area, um, kind of everywhere. And then, of course, from the North Texas area. Um, and then on Thursday, we uh, answered the call to come and help the Medina, uh, Medina County GOP chair, the new chair there. She is doing amazing things, Miss Julie Clark, um, and, and in efforts to try and um, 
continue to expand the number of counties um, that are have declared this as an active invasion, the active invasion that it is. And so um, I just wanted to kind of recap, and then now it's Friday. So I wanted to kind of recap and show some of the footage there. I went live a few times, uh, not too, too many times, but went live a few times and show some of that and kind of discuss. And of course, I also have my, my good friend and older sister. <laughs> She's like an older sister to me, Maria. And so um, she was here. Let's see if I can kind of position this in a way. No, uh, other way. Let's see. All right. Like I said, guys, sorry, we are totally compromising here. All right. Let's see. Nope. Darn camera. There we go. We'll do that. Um, she was here and was present and so wanted to give, uh, have her kind of give her commentary as, um, as, as she sat in all of these things and kind of go through all that. So we're just going to hop right in, like and share, like and share. Um, and again, um, you know, just continue to help sharing and spread the word of what's going on. So let's get right on into it. The first thing that we did uh, really on Wednesday was the Texas Border Security Committee hearing. We uh, It was Senator um, Senator Birdwell. Uh, he's actually my, my new senator with redistricting uh, from 22. Senator Hinojosa from the RGV area. Um, he represents most of Hildago County and, um, and he's a Democrat from there, but one that has been very... Um, very strong on border security. So of all the Democrats on this panel, I'm glad that he he's one of them. Um, actually helped to pass uh, some really good, like the, the, the recent John Doe uh, legislation here in the state of Texas to strengthen the laws of uh, against sex trafficking. And then of course, the champion of all champions of all things conservative in our Texas Senate, uh, Senator Hall. So um, those are the three. Uh, now this, it was actually the fifth. This was the fifth um, committee hearing. This committee was actually triggered in response to Operation Lone Star. Um, and, and essentially uh, Dan Patrick charged them with kind of being the oversight committee of all of the billions of dollars um, that that Operation Lone Star has spent so far since its inception, a total of over four billion in climbing um, to see if those funds are being best used. And if not, uh, you know, uh, how, how else it could the funds could be best used, because, of course, this is. Texas taxpayer dollars. This isn't federal taxpayer dollars. We're talking about our state legislators. Um, so, you know, the state of Texas, while we are the ninth strongest economy in the entire world, we do not write hot checks. Um, you know, we have a finite uh, amount of money, especially right now. Um, and, and this has been, we've always spent usually about eight, um, 800 million to close to about a billion dollars traditionally for border security, the state of Texas does. Um, but this is a huge increase with the, operate, with the Operation Lone Star or OLS efforts. Um, you know, and again, using Texas taxpayer dollars. And the reason why it was so important, uh, it sounds like, oh, well, they're just, in, you know, involved in, in, in the money portion. Well, yeah, absolutely they are. But the reason why it's so important is so that this way they could hear from us, from Texans. The charge was um, uh, on how Operation Lone Star has been impacting, and the border crisis itself has been impacting all of Texas, uh, not just along the border. And this is one of the things that uh, that with Alliance for Safe Texas and Secure the Border that we touch on, uh, we try to so often because while South Texas is feeling the brunt of it, 
um, you know, because they are right here along the border, um, this impacts all of Texas, including the Metroplex areas. Um, <clears throat> and so with that too, you know, it's important for them to hear the honest uh, opinion of Texans because prior to this, the other four, I will say I was very disappointed uh, because this was the first out of uh, out of the four previous um, that they even accepted public testimony. Um, and so with that, uh, when they still had invited testimony uh, on this, they came down here to Eagle Pass to make it more easily accessible for people, especially along the border. Uh, to come and participate, and yet they still had several hours of invited testimony that they've already had several meetings uh, listening to only invited testimony. So it was a little frustrating with that. Um, but then in addition to that, of course, uh, the usual invited testimony goes first, and, and, and that took several hours. And so we had even more people like Peter Perez and several others, you know, who um, had to go back to work, right? Because so many of us, um, you know, I, I am very, very fortunate that I have the support of my husband um, and I homeschool my daughter that I'm able to do what I'm able to do. Um, I, my schedule is flexible to be able to do that, but so many others can't. So, but still they were able to come in and give their written testimony and, and still several others were able to stay and let their voice be heard. So what I want to do really quick though, is um well maria how do you think like i said that this was the fifth the fifth one um and, and i think for myself everything was I, I know that a lot of people were kind of taken back by what they heard but honestly you know i've attended three of those four uh previous meetings in person um and so I, i'm kind of used to hearing all this right all, all of the top brass and honestly it is important um but a lot of it is, as of course, asking for more of Texas taxpayer dollars. And at the end of the day, uh, so far, uh, kind of what we heard when we heard the public testimony come forward is, is on how, despite the best efforts of our Texas law enforcement, and despite the over $4 billion uh, in climbing that has been spent, none of it has actually stopped this active invasion. It seems to always fall short. Um, and so what, what were your thoughts? This was kind of your first time kind of listening in, um, live to a, you know, Senate like this in person, but then what were your thoughts, kind of uh, the tone and, and what you saw and what were some of your thoughts? Okay. So it, it was my first time attending one of these types of hearings. And so I basically, you know, I, I didn't go there with the intention of testifying. Um, I know plenty of people, plenty of border patrol, plenty of DPS, uh, who have shared their um, personal stories with me, their experiences with me. So I'm familiar with that. But in terms of being And you there, also live, you also live um, in, in not necessarily in Border County, but you guys also deal with your own with bailouts and being so close in, in Quero, right? Well, every county is a Border County now, Gina. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I'm, I came on with you today, this evening, because I wanted to speak and... Um, about my personal observation about this this hearing and what I saw, you know, it started at 8.30 sharp and it was, you know, invited testimony and then they opened it up to the public. And so my opinion as just a, a regular everyday citizen is they had the uh, director of the DPS, McGraw, is that correct? Is yeah. that his name? Mm -hmm. um, speak for almost two hours. And so there were several private citizens, Texans, who had come prepared with their personal testimony, uh, victim impact statements, 
and they waited and waited and waited. And I just felt like, in my opinion, it was almost a delay tactic because Mr. McGraw, uh, I know that, you know, he's the director of the, you know, law enforcement agency here in Texas, but he's the director. Why couldn't you, you know, he's already had four of these meetings prior. I'm sure if these senators had any questions, important questions for him, why couldn't you have asked them at the previous meetings, which it's my understanding you did. And why ask them again now? And if there's anything else you need in terms of an update, why didn't you just call him up to Austin and have him give you an update instead of wasting the private citizens time? Uh, most of whom, several of whom um, came up to us and basically told us, hey, this is taking longer than I expected. I have to get back to work or I have somebody covering the shop for me or things of that of that sort. So I just viewed it as very inconsiderate of the private citizens uh, because ultimately, yes, uh, it's important to gather data and reports from the uh, agencies that are involved, Border Patrol, DPS, uh, and even some of the uh, ranchers who were on the panel. There was a panel. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like the private citizen stories should really have been the focus of this committee hearing. Um, the, the, um, the importance of their personal testimonies of what they are suffering, what they are experiencing, how it's affecting their livelihoods, um, their families, their safety. That's very important. And what I observed was basically senators, when the law enforcement agency people were uh, testifying, they had repeated questions for them. That's what took so long. But when the private citizens, the private testimony opened up, they were allowed their three minutes each and then there was no questions and they were like, okay, thank you for coming. And I just thought that's just so dismissive. And and I, I, I took a little personal offense to that because it's the Texas citizens who are suffering. Uh, it's these landowners, these mm -hmm. people, not just that live along the border, but all the way up uh, to the uh, interior of our state and our country. And you should give a damn. And I, I, I just felt like they were just so dismissive with them. And I know. think it's important top brass every single agency that was also there uh you know testifying um you know be on the invited testimony is also and of course the senators themselves are also all paid for by our taxpayer dollars yeah. and so that was my point is that you should care more about the individuals who voted you into the position of the office that you're in you should give a damn mm -hmm. and i felt like they didn't really care they were just so dismissive and indifferent that that's the word that came to mind was they just seemed so like, mm, thank you for coming, kind of. Mm -hmm. And I was just really disappointed to see that um, they really uh, what I heard in terms of when in particular, when McGraw was testifying, it was basically asking for more money. And yes, granted, their uh, Operation Lone Star has been beneficial um, to for for. In some aspect, it has been, but in reality, it's just like a bottomless money pit. And to continue to ask for more money and more Texas taxpayer money um, without really seeing results that are satisfactory to the citizens uh, is is outrageous and infuriating. Mm -hmm. That's that's just I'm giving you my just basic, simple 
private citizen opinion. That's that's what that is. Is like it's not it's not deterring uh, individuals illegals from crossing. If anything, it's it's been you know helping the fast track. Almost. It's it's yes exactly. Mm -hmm. They're streamlining into the into the country, and so um, there's been a spike in all types of crime, um, human smuggling, drug smuggling. Um, Houston has become the top um, sex trafficking hub in the United States, surpassing LA and New York. Um, and well, Houston, Dallas go back and yeah. forth. And so it's just like, what? where is this? Um, I, I wanna pose the question to the legislators in Austin, this um, border security bill um, that was passed. Um, where's our border security? Because I'm not seeing it. And well, and, and I'm not the only one. And honestly, the only border security, and you know, he, you know too that when when we weren't somewhere along the border, and a lot of those times we were there together. Uh, when we weren't somewhere along the border, I was out there fighting in in Austin uh, way before there was ever even any, uh, you know, th there wasn't very many of us, uh, you know, we're trying to push our legislators in the regular mm -hmm. session and in the three special sessions. And the only actual border security bill that was passed, uh, you know, uh, during the 87 session was actually appropriations. So it was actually just uh, approving the mm -hmm. funds. And yes. while there has been some, definitely some benefits, um, you know, especially with helping with several counties mm -hmm. um, who have who had previously filed uh, as a declaration of emergency or disaster last year. Um, you know, there were so many border awareness events. And then that kind of led up to the Del Rio Security Summit, which we were both at. And then um, and then that was June of last year. Um, and then that over 30, I think it was like 32, don't quote me on that, had declared state of disaster. Uh, based off the border crisis, including Throckmorton County uh, up there in, in the north central Texas. But then, um, you know, that 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 allowed them to to apply for TDM funding um, to aid in their their counties. Right. Whether it be for office supplies, um, you know, a, a lot of it went towards uh, office administration. However, the vast majority, the vast majority of it actually went towards uh, DPS, um, a little bit of it went to TMD, mm -hmm. uh, the Texas military department. Um, and, and, and then a lot of it actually went to, um, the Texas indigent fund, uh, which is defending, um, the illegal aliens, uh, that are being, um, uh, charged with, uh, trespassing under the operation Lone Star. So what I also wanted to kind of go into is I kind of wanted to show a clip of kind of what we're talking about. Um, Senator Birdwell, um, is, 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 I, I greatly respect him. He's, he's served Texas for so long. So very well, I was excited. Um, I am a, a precinct chair of Tarrant County and I am part of that new district. Um, and I was really excited and there were so many really good testimonies that were given. Unfortunately, I was unable to actually finish my testimony. Uh, even, even some of the raging liberals that were there were given more time to complete their statements. Um, However, it, it seemed like I kind of struck a little bit of a nerve, uh, yeah. you know, because right prior to, and when I'm about to show a clip, um, you know, a, 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 a once again, you know, yes, I understand, right? We, we all understand that this, this committee is being heard as an oversight committee of appropriations um, of, of the funding. However, you are our state elected officials. Um, and, and, and 
you're you are using our taxpayer dollars this is the first one that's open to the public testimony you would think that you would give a little bit more respect and i mean i drove all the way down from north texas mm -hmm. right i'm used to this drive however that that's a huge expense um, and so, you know, and so many others drove far and, and there were some raging liberals that even got their time extended. But even me as a constituent, um, I, I was unable to be granted just a, another minute or two to finish my statement. Um, and, and I was I'm a constituent and that was a little disappointing. But I want to show a quick clip, guys, really quick. This is Sheena Rodriguez with Secure the Border, the Secure the Border podcast. Please like and share, like and share. I uh, do have my special guest and sister in Christ, um, Maria Miller, uh, on with me. We are still here uh, in beautiful Brackettville um, in Kinney County, Texas. And so I want to go ahead and just jump right on really quick. If I can just bear with me, because, again, I'm having to do things a little bit differently. Um, and hopefully we won't have any technical difficulties. Now, this clip is actually going to be from uh, Frank Lopez Jr., uh, another brother in Christ that we have down mm -hmm. here. Um, and he, I was actually able to, I, I was given permission to be able to live stream it because unfortunately with it being, um, with it being not in Austin, um, you know, not all of like, like the live stream was not, um, was not available. Uh, it was the audio only version. So I was given some permission to be able to, um, oh, hold on. I was given some permission to be able to uh, uh, stream it, but it was kind of far away because um, that's where the plug was. So anyways, I want to go ahead and show, uh, but Frank, I did give permission to go ahead and use this quick clip um, from his live stream, he was able to get much better on the public testimony, which we're so thankful mm -hmm. for. So what you're going to hear right here, and I know the audio is not the best, but what you're going to hear is kind of the response, right, from my own senator, Senator Birdwell, um, saying that there's not too much that we can do because this is all a federal issue. And I think that that might be, I don't know, I think that might be why well, I kind of struck a nerve. If that's the case, then stop using Texas taxpayer dollars then just ask the federal government for more <laughs> this money. This is why I love her. If that's the case, if it's a federal issue, then ask the federal government for funding mm -hmm. and stop taking, stop wasting Texas, Texas, Texas taxpayer dollars. dollars. So I want to go ahead and just show that really quick. Uh, thank you, Frank, for giving me the permission to use this. Of course, guys, please check out Frank Lopez Jr. He is running for CD23. Uh, and this is off of his U.S. Border Patriot page. In 
2010, Arizona passed a law that said the, the, the state of Arizona would assist and enforce immigration law and assist the federal government in doing so. That case went to court in 2012. The Supreme Court said no. Yeah, I know that the volume is low. It's the best that we've got. So I, I, I'm sorry. That's the best even that Frank had. And he was sitting right next to uh, right next to the speaker. So it's it's the best that we've got. So maybe try and turn it up. I'm so sorry. Border security. There's actually two facets of that. There's criminal security as it relates to state law, which the state can enforce. That's where you get trespass property damage. Senator Birdwell is talking about state law, that that's where, you know, the state can pass certain things with trespassing charges. can enforce immigration law. So while we have, if, if somebody is detained by a state actor, uh, DPS, uh, uh, the uh, uh, parks and wildlife, you know, our, our parks and wildlife folks are, are uh, um, so you heard it there. I know it's a little low. Sorry, guys. I mean, it's the best that we could do um, while we were there. So uh, including Frank, uh, it was very echoey. Um, it's the best we can get. But he just said it right there. Um, you know, it's it, it, we're doing all that we can. Uh, immigration is a federal. Essentially, he goes on to say immigration is a federal issue. Mm -hmm. um, he kind of it's it's you know the state is doing all that we can do. And in in a way, he's right. Without declaring this as an active invasion, he's one hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. um, but the, you know the 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 idea, and they they he went on to go cite again. You know, like Arizona, it seems to be the always the same things. And we encountered this also with the judge from Medina County, where they always want to cite the Arizona cases. They want to cite the appellate courts from Cal uh, court from uh, California and, and several other states. However, it's just not applicable. It's just not. There has never been a case where uh, a, a, an invasion has been declared based off of the criminal activity of, of cartel criminal organizations. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not only that, um, and we'll kind of go into this a little bit deeper mm -hmm. when we talk about the Medina County situation, mm -hmm. because I really want to mm -hmm. focus on that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, I have an opinion about that. too. Go ahead. Yes, there was a lot. Yeah, I'm this is my personal opinion. This is not this is not reflective of um, Sheena's organization or any organization that I'm affiliated with. This is a personal citizen observation and opinion in that they they are so I'm sorry. There's I know there's so guys. many bugs. Sorry, um, guys. <laughs> They're, they are, it seems like the elected officials, um, politicians um, are just adamant about um, sticking to the legal terminology, the legal definition of what an, what, you know, what an invasion, what defines an invasion. And therefore, you know, they are in able, unable and incapable of um, designating the cartels as a terrorist organization and to that i say bullshit because what it is is the cartel as we all know most of us know is basically taking over the southern border they operate on both sides they control everything they are making billions of dollars in human and drugs and human smuggling drug smuggling and arms smuggling mm -hmm. and therefore if um if you designate them 
a terrorist organization, that's going to cut into the profits of people who are on the take. And that's all I'm going to say. Well, and, like and, and and more more to that, and again, this is applicable, and maybe this is also kind of a good segue into talking about the Medina County. Mm -hmm. We're live and raw, so you're going to hear dogs, you're going to see bugs, you're, you might we see are, some illegal aliens running yeah. behind us. As a matter of fact, this morning- That's why we have the dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and the, the helicopter was circling around several times this morning, early this morning, um, uh, right by the creek um, for probably obvious reasons. There's only so many reasons as to why helicopters would be up in the air around here. Yeah. Uh, it, it is It is a it is a battlefield that's under current active invasion. But you know, one of the things kind of leading this into the Medina County, because again, we had so many people, I wanna give a huge shout out to Wiley, uh, very first time he ever testified. He did an amazing job. Uh, I'm sorry, not Wiley, Wyatt. Wyatt. Good Lord, although I love Wy uh, Wiley too. Wyatt Watson, of course, um, with um, with the Texas Independ Independence mm -hmm. Project. Um, he did an amazing job. Uh, Peter Price showed up. Um, he wasn't able to stay because it did take so long, but he he did yeah. an amazing job speaking up. Um, we had Janelle from Kamado. He, she it was her first time mm -hmm. testifying, uh, did an amazing job. Katie and Mark, uh, great testimonies. Frank, of course, just all knocked those, it out of know, the park. All, that's what I said So earlier. many people, so many all, people from King all County. All of those important stories from the citizens of Texas mm -hmm. that were, I, in my opinion, were just almost dealt with just a, an indifferent, dismissive attitude. And that just, that infuriates me mm -hmm. because Senator Birdwell, Senator Hall, and Senator Inahosa, you are elected by the people. Your primary concern should be the safety of Texas residents. Stop giving us these excuses about it's a federal issue. And that's we don't give a cockamamie nothing about no federal issue. And if you're going to stick to that, then I say, then take your little asses to D.C. and demand funding from the federal government and stop wasting the Texas taxpayer dollars on Operation Lone Star. We do not write blank checks and we're not going to continue to pour Texas taxpayer dollars into a bottomless money pit and enough and and then be kind of disregarded yeah. and, and our voice is not heard but kind of going again going into this and this is going to kind of segue uh into the next thing uh, because I, I, we just don't have enough time to kind of show mm -hmm. all of the great testimonies i encourage you guys to go um you know our live stream was up the entire time um but like i said especially uh, frank got some amazing footage yeah. with the public testimony so please go check out uh his u.s border patriot page um, and listen to those. But then also, it, it, I want to segue into the Medina County mm -hmm. and what happened there. Um, so it's the same kind of thing, claiming that it's a federal issue, citing these court cases. However, you know, I actually reached out to, I'm not an expert, right? I'm just a mom. However, I know a lot of actual experts, a lot, uh, including very uh, a few You're of them in D.C. Well, yes, uh, yes. But uh, my point is, taxes. of course, yeah. But my point is, is that I also rely on those connections of those who are actual experts. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and some of the um, my my friends who are uh, litigation lawyers, you know, I reached out and, and to a, a few others like Hart. Uh, and I said, OK, we're in. And of course, Brent Smith and said, you know, OK, what, what are we missing here? Help me out. And and especially with Medina County Court Commissioner's case, the judge was claiming it was supposed to be on the agenda to to view as, um, you know, to, to discuss 
approving um, the invasion declaration. Of course, while we were down here, Wise County, uh, so many people up there, you guys, you guys got it done. Great job. Wise County and Parker mm -hmm. County um, are officially added from North Texas. I know a few of the other uh, counties are working on that as well in North Texas and across Texas. So uh, we were trying to help Julie, the great Julie Clark, who is a beast. She is a fire breather. She is just such Wow, a force yeah, to be I, reckoned I want with. Her to be my new BFF. She's awesome. She is, and I, I just she, she's a she really brand. is. Yeah. She really is. But so you know, they, they were again. He was trying to say that it was the declaration that so many other counties had already passed. Uh, the Arizona AG and even Carrie Lake herself said, "Yes, we're gonna we're gonna declare mm -hmm. this invasion." When she Carrie Lake was running mm -hmm. for Arizona governor, apparently all of those people also don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. All of those judges, uh, commissioners, courts, and sheriffs don't know what they're talking about. But I want to point something out because in the testimony, I'm going to show uh, a little clip of kind of the exchange, not so much the testimony. Um, and, and of course, you guys, I, I will also go back there and show the links. You can go on the live feeds of our social media. Um, except for Getter, I'll, I'll add it on there uh, to see Julie's testimony, my own testimony. And then after I got to testify and had that exchange, um, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm I've got the bugs. I know, here. we got the bugs. The we got the wood chair. And the, I'm just like, and the, and the humidity, mind it is, you. It's bad. Um, you know, uh, we, we had that, but then there was this exchange where he was, again, trying to say it's a federal issue, it's these court cases. And, and what I reached out to, and I started saying, well, but the court cases are political opinions. And actually, sorry, everything is going off right now. They're, they are actually, like, for example, all those that were in the 1990s, uh, the issue of the invasion under Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution was previously analyzed uh, and litigated. Um, and related to immigration law of the in, and interior uh, enforcement. That was the Arizona case, the California case, um, which this this judge in Medina County was trying to cite. Um, but they are actually opinions. They're not laws. They're interpretations. That's and, not what and, the county judge told Oh, me. I know. He didn't like my answer. See, because again, I came armed, uh, relying on my friends who are actual experts. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, especially considering that, again, it was not, none of these cases were actually geared towards uh, declaring the invasion against the cartel criminal organizations. That's important to note. They didn't but even also want to they mention, are, no, of course not. They wouldn't even mention the cartels. But also they are, well, I'm talking about the previous court cases. Oh. Yeah. And also uh, they were never reached. Uh, they, they were opinions that were released, but specifically the courts decided that the invasion cases could not be reached because they were, quote, political questions. Their opinions on the questions are therefore then dicta, which means just opinions and not legally binding. And that was the case that I was attempting to make to this, by his own admission, recovering lawyer um, you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And he's what it comes one. down to, he's he really another is. one that was indifferent and dismissive. And I left there not having much respect for the gentleman, to no. be honest. And, the, and what's important to note, and we're going to show kind of some of that exchange. I think the audio is but, a little bit better on not that. not to mention Sheena, mm -hmm. after all that, and, and you and Julie testified mm -hmm. after Sheena was done and he was dismissive he about was very it. upset. All the other people that were lined up in commissioner's court, local Medina County residents who came prepared with victim impact impact testimony, 
they were done. There was no more testimony being accepted. Mm -hmm. So those people didn't even get to express um, their their concerns and their testimony to the commissioner's court. Mm -hmm. And I say it once again, I'm going to reiterate it just like I did with the state senators. You are elected by the citizens mm -hmm. in your county. You should start acting like you give a damn and that you appreciate them. And when you don't, I'm going to call you out and I'm going to call it like it is. And I'm just going to say that, you know, I think that people like you should probably, um, uh, be worried uh, next election cycle if you're going to even be reelected. Well, and I don't think he's actually planning on running. Well, which the I judge think is, isn't. No, the judge yeah, isn't. the judge isn't, but the other commissioners are. Well, they they have uh, a voice. Possibly. They have a voice. They could have spoke do. up and said, we'd like to hear from them. And what's but important. they didn't. And what's they sat there and yeah. said nothing. And what's important to point out, and what I'm going to show is I'm going to show just a little exchange. I'm going to air this. I encourage you guys to then, uh, I'm going to share the links as well in the podcast notes. Um, but then uh, I'm going to encourage you guys to go ahead and listen because you'll hear Julie, the great fire breather that she is, kind of give her case. Um, but what's important to know is that every single one of them on this commissioner's court, including the judge, all Republicans, mm -hmm. every yeah. single one of them, not one Democrat sits on that commissioner's court and they refuse to do it. So I want to show the exchange. Uh, it kind of goes a little bit into uh, him and then the argument. Um and then I want to go ahead and go into uh, really quick the interview that I did with great Julie Clark because it won't get that many views otherwise. So go ahead and guys, please, again, before I go ahead and, and air this, like and share, like and share. Uh, and, and we will just go ahead and start playing this. Hold on one second. Let's open this up. I passed in the declaration in support we have zero bearing on Texas already passed that declaration disaster. So he's trying to say what this judge is attempting to do is he's attempting to say he's attempting to say that the because the governor's office uh, reinstituted and uh, restated uh, reinstated the declaration of emergency with so many uh, counties uh, involved in that 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 was sufficient enough. And he knows darn well because there was meetings prior to this where he said he was presented it. Um, you know, several uh, Julie was at the forefront and several others uh, wanted this declaration of invasion uh, to be declared in Medina County. He said that some of the information was not correct. Again, it's just not factually true. Um, and, and, and we'll be writing actually a whole piece, uh, Secure the Border, we'll be writing a whole piece on that uh, soon um, with uh, our, our new volunteer blogger that's going to be helping. But anyways, oh, I want to go ahead and just kind of show this so you guys can see uh, kind of the dismissiveness that we're talking about, because it was a particularly, once again, gross uh, from this body um, to, to, to be mm -hmm. so just, and, and, and also the judge was far more concerned. Uh, my good friend, Stephanie Clary, big shout out to you. She did also show up and was is a Medina County resident, wanted to give her testimony, get it, but again, she was one of those that didn't even get a chance to have her voice be heard because this guy, this judge was so butthurt, God bless him. Bless his heart. That is a bless his heart moment. Um, but anyways, um, you know, she, she had even said that this judge was far more concerned about people wearing hats coming as they came into the commissioner's court than he was about actually listening yeah. to the, to the cases, uh, to people's he would testimony. signal to them to take their hats yeah, off. Go like this. Um, so, all right, I'm going to go ahead and play this and give us a chance to kind of get some water. Our sheriff is doing everything within the law to protect our borders. He's constantly pulling people over. 
Uh, we just hired a crew of six more deputies for him to hire uh, to help protect the citizens of this county. And uh, but I'm, I'm just saying the document itself that y'all are asking to pass has zero to the governor's office or to what's going on in this county. Yes, please. Sure. That's actually what. Again, this is what he's attempting to cite that it is wrong. It's a federal that it is law. It is not law. Again, it was dicta, meaning that it was just a legal opinion because it was considered as political, quote, political questions. So certainly this lawyer who has a recovering lawyer and is a sitting judge has far far more experience and should know this. He most certainly does. Uh, but for whatever reason, personal reasons, personal vendetta reasons, uh, uh, rhino establishments, I, I don't know. He's he's simply just not wanting to, to do what his citizens who voted him in um, want him to do. So that's all.
to stand with us in Texas. We want to encourage, like, let's go ahead. This is very hard. This is unprecedented. It's never been that way. I understand it's all correct, but there is no opinion. There is no again, specifically stating that, yeah, we cannot go after the cartel organizations, which is says, but there is benefits to this county, which, um, you know, once, once the information has been received, uh, if this county has already received some type of grant funding um, out of the last, you know, joining that mass operation, um, I mean, the only help ever coming is like, and that is the benefit as well, to almost reinstituting and then just once again encouraging. There's nothing we can just so you know, yes. Medina County is listed under the Governor's Proclamation because of the, of the influx of four four counties away from the border, but every day our sheriff is fighting somebody, stopping somebody, pulling people over. That's why we were on there. If I had to guess, Wise County, Rock Martin County, and Tarrant County, where you're from, are probably not listed because they're not necessarily in the governor's eyes. In a disaster area as it is Medina County in the governor's eyes. We are in a disaster area. Okay. I want to I want to just stop right there and I'm gonna go on to the um you can hear him. He's coming up with every excuse in the book. Basically, what he attempted to say. Uh, which in, in the previous testimony that uh, Julie did a uh, fantastic job. You guys in, in Medina County are lucky to have her. She's a fighter. Um, uh, again, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to her testimony. I'll share the link. Um, but even in my testimony um, from as a representative, if you will, um, a, a self-made representative, uh, self-proclaimed, I guess, um, you know, of North Texas area. I've been saying this for so long. And we all know every town is a border town. While the South Texas is getting and feeling the brunt of it, the vast majority of them end up coming to the Metroplex areas and being dispersed throughout the United States. We are greatly impacted in our schools with the sheer numbers and the explosion and the growth. Uh, property taxes are going up because of the influx in our schools um, and in our healthcare systems. Um, Collin County, I'm sorry, yes, uh, Sheriff Skinner was on a podcast not too long ago with Sheriff Wigington citing that Collin County is experiencing, and I talked about this in my testimony, over a 458% an increase in fentanyl-related deaths. Tarrant County, over 50%. Uh, and that was from last June. I don't even know the current stats. Um, we're actually working, Alliance for Safe Texas put out uh, information requests uh, to get some more uh, current stats of how directly um, of the drugs and the gang violence and the shifts in the gangs, um, things of that nature. So once that is published or what, once we get that, we'll be airing that information as well. But again, it's, it's horrific impact along the border, but every single county is impacted directly here in the state of Texas. And, and so then when when he claims to say that that this is law, which it's not because it's a, an opinion piece, it's dicta, uh, it, it's just answering political, their quote unquote political questions. So it's a dicta response. It's just opinion. It's not lawful. Uh, and those are coming from uh, great minds, um, you know, uh, out in, in um, Ken Cuccinelli and Wade Miller with Center for Renewing America from, um, you know, from those the, the critical thinking tanks and CIS, um, the, the person who's running, um, you know, Carrie Lake for uh, Arizona governor uh, and several of the counties that have already declared are all saying, yes, 
we are being directly impacted and, and, and we are a united Texas and we are supporting and saying the horrific atrocities of, to our, our fellow Texans and what they're experiencing along the border and the atrocities and what we're experiencing in every other of the 254 counties in the great state of Texas and beyond that we are declaring this an unprecedented disaster orchestrated by, well, number one, our federal government and the Biden regime, and number two, the cartel organizations, which are benefiting, both of which are benefiting, and the establishment in the GOP who stays silent and allows this to happen. So what I want to do is, is quickly go ahead and transition into showing uh, the interview that I had with the great Julie Clark, uh, the Medina County GOP, in response to um, this hearing. Also, I want to give a shout out. Uh, Pamela, thank you. I see you guys um, in, in the comments. Uh, she's one of our, our great, um, you know, citizen advocates uh, or border volunteers with Alliance for a Safe Texas. Thank you so much, Pamela. I'm so thankful that you're feeling better. Um, thank you for helping. And also, Ceci and her husband came all the way out here as well for a to Medina County um, to come and help testify. Of course, again, so does Stephanie Clary and so many others uh, that were unable to because this judge, um, bless his heart, uh, did not like um, regular citizens and regular moms um, speaking truth. So I want to go ahead and jump into the interview that I did with the great Julie Clark, and let's hear her take on it. This is the response to the Medina County Judge <clears throat> and Commissioner's Court. We're here to talk about it because we are outside of the Medina County um, Courthouse, and today uh, we were supposed to, or the, the, the Commissioner's Court and the judge, was supposed to be presenting the revamp. And again, guys, please, I just want to pause it really quick. Please like and share, like and share, like and share. This is, I am your host, Sheena Rodriguez with the Secure the Border podcast. Um, so please like and share because the, 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 these are the issues that are being, uh, that won't really get that much attention. And it directly impacts uh, the citizens of Texas and the very local citizens uh, across Texas as well, such as Medina County. So you're not going to really see uh, much of this uh, really covered anywhere. I don't want to say anywhere else. I'm not anything special, but there, there wasn't, there was the local news, divine news there. Uh, outside of that, this isn't going to get very much coverage, I'm willing to bet. So please like and share because people need to know um, how so many rhino Republicans and even the most localist of levels uh, are refusing to do the right things. <clears throat> of the declaration of invasion um, to to show the support. Medina County was one of the counties that um, previously signed on to the uh, proclamation of declaration or declaration, whatever the specific terminology is um, uh, of emergency due to the border crisis. Uh, they have received funds that was confirmed today that they did receive uh, TEDM uh, funds to to help the, uh, the crisis with, with the invasion here in this county. Uh, of course, I'm sure that uh, we'll find out maybe specifically uh, how much uh, they received and what was done with those funds. But today we, we have been pushing for the declaration of invasion, Parker County and Wise County, uh, which is the surrounding counties around my county in Tarrant County, North Texas, uh, has also joined in and encouraging the governor, uh, declaring this or defining this really 
as the active lead agency that it is and, and trying to stand together united as a united Texas, that we are all being impacted, we're all being affected by this and, and to stand up and say, you know, something needs to be done. These are, this is unprecedented times um, and, and, and it can be very scary. Uh, and that was somewhat evident today um, but some of the verbiage is the typical, um, the, the, the current judge here um, uses the typical talking points of it's a federal issue, um, cites the typical cases, uh, you know, of, of Arizona and California, so on and so forth. Um, those are actually opinions um, of and interpretations, but none of those cases that he's referencing actually is applicable to what the declaration of invasion that so many of these counties um, have put forth and signed on to do, um, it, it, the focus is on the cartel and the cartel as a criminal organization that they are and that we're declaring invasion from, the, uh, from, from that organization. Um, none of the previous court cases ever have actually addressed this issue from that standpoint. And so there is really no legal basis um, you know, to, to go off of or legal opinion to go off of, but unfortunately that seems to be what is, 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 is attempted to be cited. So who we have today is Julie. She is the incoming chair or is the official chair of the, excuse me, the Medina County GOP. Um, and she has been doing just an amazing job standing up for the citizens here. Uh, just recently, censored Rhino Tony Gonzalez and John Cornyn and we John too in one day. Yes, yes. and so mm -hmm. the, 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 this is amazing people here, salt of the earth, hardworking. You guys are there speaking for the people. And and what do you think? Go ahead and tell us what you felt like because you've been dealing with this for a while. What what yeah. happened here today? Because only you and I got to speak. Well, I'm not surprised, and I'll tell you because of what's happened over the last couple of weeks. We were at the Kenny County press conference. We had our sheriff also attended that event. I was able to talk to him after that event when he stepped down off the stage to make sure and hold him accountable that he was gonna act on the declaration of invasion along with every other county that was there. And he assured me he would. Now, how many weeks are we from that? And we still don't have a resolution or anything to protect the people in this county. When, when I got back from that event, I emailed everything that was um, sent to us, all the files, because that way it's already done for them. All they had to do was change a few things, submit it, and we were already on board to call an invasion in this county. Um, they have constantly come up with excuses. Um, I don't even think they really truly understand what's going on. Maybe there's some alternative motive that why they don't want to we don't know but from what they have done as our elected and they're all republicans they're all and i was going to ask you that because yeah. i really don't know they right? are all elected republican officials in there and they will not call an invasion and i know that he wants to refer back to the proclamation that uh, governor abbott actually um filed but let me tell you that although we are listed here there are eight counties also listed that have taken it to the next step and called a declaration of invasion. And that's what we need to do under our constitution and under the Texas constitution. And we're not giving up. This is not a no for us. We will continue to fight for the citizens and the protection of our citizens in this county. And we will make sure that if 
they are running for election, that people know what they have done and they are not standing up to protect the people in this county. Mm -hmm. and, and there were several people here to testify. Uh, the break was not supposed to be until around 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. he, he called, he dismissed it at about about around 9.30 almost, maybe yeah. just a few minutes after. Uh, and, and nobody else so far has gotten an, an opportunity to speak. And these right. are, most of them are also from Medina County. They're these all the from residents. Medina County. Yes. They, they have experiences, they have shared experiences of dealings with illegal aliens, police chases, sheriff chases through their property, damage, theft, um, ranches that are run through. And, you know, they seem like they don't really care. And that's sad at this place in time that it really separates who your patriots are, who are willing to stand up and fight for you. And if they're not going to do it, we're going to put people in place that will do that for us because the times have changed. We have got to get true leader leaders um, that are representing the people. That are, that, that are willing to take bold action. And I know yeah. that that's one of the things, too, that I said. Like, you know, we, we need bold action. Yeah, this is all unprecedented, right? Like, so you really can't, the idea of like citing like, oh, this and that, which is really not applicable because if people, again, go out there and I'll make sure that I actually post uh, kind of the, the, the rough copy, not a rough copy, but the, the template, if you will, right. that so many of these counties are, are, are declaring this off of or using, right? Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of changing their own verbiage applicable to make it applicable to how they're directly being impacted. Yeah. Again, we just had Parker and Wise County up there in North Texas. We've got people working on it in Holland County. Um, you know, we're we're trying our best there in Tarrant County, but that's kind of a whole other uh, yeah. next level there. Yeah. Um, and but every single county is directly impacted. And, and and if they read the verbiage of this declaration, it really is targeted towards the drugs and the, the gangs, uh, the criminal activity, but really the cartel. It's not even the individuals. Yeah. So all of the cases that that they continue to go back to um, as saying, well, this case and this case set the precedence that it's not allowed. It's simply not 100% put into context, right? right. Uh, and, and that's that's what we, we know this. Look, I'm not anything special. I'm just a mom. I don't have fancy clothes, right? right? right. Uh, and, and just like so many other people, but I can read, right? Right. And I, and I know people like other litigation lawyers and everything that know far more than I do that I depend on. Um, and, you know, in Brent Smith and Kinney County, the officials there have been on the forefront. Um, you know, Ken Cuccinelli and Wade Miller and so many others, they know what they're talking about, right? Um, they're, they're, they, they, are, they do have all those fancy letters and fancy yeah. titles, but it makes sense because you're going, this is not the same issue. Like, yeah, it's, it's border related, but it's not the same issue, nor is it, it's clearly not the same verbiage. Mm -hmm. um, and so in, in every single county is directly impacted in one way or another. And to just kind of dismiss it and continue to say, just even like at the Senate, Border Security Committee hearing yesterday that I was at, you know, um, it's a federal issue. Well, tell that to the woman who was raped in Del Rio, right? Uh, or Eagle Pass, forgive me. Um, you know, tell that to the mother who just lost her teenage son to a fentanyl overdose. Tell that to the people around here who literally are having their houses broken into, held at gunpoint, slapped over, you know, the head with a stick. Yeah. Like, it's just no longer acceptable. We, it is unprecedented. But that doesn't mean that it's like somebody has to do something, right? Right. And I think that this is an attempt as well, this declaration of invasion, if the governor did it, it would trigger that constitutional crisis 
to where now we can actually go ahead and have this conversation and, and have the courts look at it um, directly as it's applicable to right now with the cartel and the criminal organization element because it's something totally different. And that's something that he's just not willing to he the judge today. It's like he wants to keep on claiming this old stuff yeah. that is not applicable right? and not wanting to actually discuss what what you guys and so many others are trying to say, no, this is what we're talking about. Acknowledge yeah. it yeah. and do something about it. Right. And let me just um, make Please. a few points because he wants to say that this is um, not legal to do. There's a lot of untruths in it. And let me just tell you two things. First off that I know if you guys are following politics across the country, Carrie Lake, who is one of the candidates running for Arizona, she says day one, First thing on her agenda, she will call an invasion for the state of Arizona. So there you go right there. Um, secondly, these documents have been thoroughly vetted by the counties who have already filed. They're county judges, they're county attorneys, they're sheriffs. Mm -hmm. So you telling me that nine counties are filing illegal paperwork? I really can't believe that 100%. So we've we seriously have some issues here, but we're not giving up the fight. We're going to continue to push this and make sure that we can get this file to protect the people in this county. And that's that's our end result. This is what we need to do. Not only, only for our, our county, county, but again, it, it protects everybody, not the Texas and the United States. And we're going to continue to fight to make sure that our borders are closed. And again, really quick too, like one of the other arguments is like, well, there's no teeth behind it, doing it here on the county level, right? Well, and, and continue to reference to the uh, proclamation, declaration, whatever the correct terminology is, uh, you know, the proclamation that Governor Abbott did, which, of course, yeah, Medina County, along with several other counties, were a part of starting last year, right? Because we were all pushing for that last year. It right. took, we, a lot, so many people had to fight like heck. Right. We were there, uh, you know, at the, the, the Del Rio Border Security Committee, uh, summit hearing mm -hmm. last June, mm -hmm. um, when when that all kind of came together for so many different people organizing in their respective areas and fighting. But there was a benefit to it, right? Mm -hmm. So, like the benefit, the direct benefit to it was that because they signed all, all these counties, including Throckmorton County, which he was mistaken on, and I, I, I politely, you know, corrected because Throckmorton County is a north central county, hundreds of miles away mm -hmm. from the border. Um, and, and, and they did actually um, also sign on to that declaration, um, you know, and they that allowed them to be eligible for extra funding and grants to help the counties, um, you know, deal with this, that how, however they're being directly impacted, more equipment, more, uh, you know, office assistance and, and things like that uh, to process the paperwork. And, and yet, if there's no real teeth behind it, and that's the apprehension, then why are you so worried about declaring it if there still is, if this would allow you to once again, potentially, right? Because we don't know, but if there are more grants that are released by uh, the governor's office and by the appropriations, it would allow once again for Medina County and every other county to at least be eligible for more funding. Right. Why would you, there's nothing to lose. It seems, in my right. in my view, there's right. nothing to lose. Right. So, I mean, I is that how you're kind of taking that as I, well? I am. I mean, what, what, there's nothing to lose for anything with filing with the invasion. I mean, all it does is it just supports the people in this county to say, we, as your elected official who have the power to do this, are standing up to protect you. And that's what this document means. And, you know, why they don't want to protect the people in this county. 
I, I don't really know. But, and that's what that's what we vote our elected officials in to do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we want them out of our personal lives, but then when when it comes to certain matters, that's mm -hmm. that's your job, right? right? We're voting you in there, and it just because it's kind of rough right now mm -hmm. um, for such a time as this, and if you're not stepping up to the plate for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, right. in my opinion, I'm like, right. Uh, but that's my opinion. Yeah. So I well, agree. I, where can people follow you, you support you, or your Medina uh, County GOP? Uh, yes. GOP. So you, we do have a Facebook page. We're at Medina County Republican Party. Um, make sure it says Texas because there's two Medina Republican parties. One's Ohio, but of course we're Texas. So make sure you follow the right one. Um, so right now our website is not up yet. We're revamping it. So, but once that's available, we'll post it on our social media. We're also on Instagram at Medina County Republican GOP. If you're an Instagram um, lover, you can follow us there too. We're getting ready to open up our YouTube page to post videos and make sure we're keeping everybody informed. So that is something that will be coming out as well. So please support us. We need your help over here. Um, come to our events um, as we continue to try to push this through. We are a United yeah. Texas. Yes. They, they're they so blessed to have you as, as the- Okay, so let me remove that. There we go. So that was the great Julie Clark um, of course, again, with uh, she is the new um, Medina County GOP chair. She is a fire breather, as you guys can see. Um, so that that's kind of a recap um, of the interview that we did right after we got out of the commissioner's court hearing where they were supposed to file finally that declaration of invasion. And, but the judge conveniently uh, did not have it, was very, uh, for whatever reason, refused to let the rest of the Medina County uh, residents testify to hear their voice. You know, it's just very frustrating. Uh, Maria was, couldn't do it anymore with the bugs in the humidity. <coughs> so she ran, she ran on inside, but she said to say goodbye to all of you guys. Um, and so as we're rounding this out, guys, please like and share um, and, and then spread the word. Of course, there is the great documentary. Uh, again, an extra huge shout out to um, to Wiley and to Wyatt uh, for everything that they do. Wyatt, again, did an amazing job uh, testifying for the first time. There's so many people. Um, Kinney County there was out. They, they have great organizations here, um, you know, locally down here along the border. They were out there. So many of them had testified for the first time. Uh, so many brave people getting out of their comfort zone and trying to raise their voices uh, just just to kind of sometimes be cut short or dismissed or, um, you know, held back to the end of the line. So it is very frustrating. Um, it is beyond time. And it was actually uh, that that bold action, um, you know, time for bold action, bold leadership was something that uh, the great Frank Lopez Jr. said a while back. Um, and again, please check him out and support him. He is running against the Rhino, Tony Gonzalez, uh, and he's running for CD23. Please find him. I think his website is Frank, the number four, CD23.com, uh, I believe. Um, the great Julie Clark, the great uh, Wyatt Watson uh, with the Texas, Texas Independent Project. Big shout out, of course, to um, Michelle Gonzalez, Katie Sims. Uh, and Mark Eisenberg just doing amazing things, Took drove all the way out here from San Antonio, from the DFW area to let their voices be heard uh, and to show again that we are a united Texas. Just so many people doing 
everything that we possibly and humanly can. Of course, there's action items all the time on securetheborder.us, securetheborder.us. I believe uh, Wyatt and Wiley's Facebook page is um, Texas Lives Matters. And I think Texas Bees, Katie, of course, is Katie, uh, Katie Sims, uh, I believe for Texas is his public page. Anyways, I'm trying to get everybody plugged in there. We're all fighting for the same cause here. We're all doing, we're, we're all just regular Texans, regular people trying to do everything that we can and, 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 and really just facing every opposition possible. Um, again, sorry, it's a little bit later than the usual time. Usually it's on Fridays at seven o'clock. Uh, but again, we had technical difficulties and it's, it's been kind of a crazy day. So we, uh, Marie and I will be heading back home uh, tomorrow, actually getting a few days of rest and then uh, getting really busy uh, locally. Um, Maria is, it actually came down here as well to, to really kind of work on her election project. Um, and, and I cannot, I believe it's Texans for America First, I think is her website. Um, she's doing some amazing things with election integrity and kind of getting plugged in with uh, some of the locals around here in the surrounding counties as well um, in their push. So, you know, for election integrity across Texas and, and down here. So anyways, guys, it, it is, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. I miss my family. Um, thank you guys. If I forgot to give you a shout out, uh, forgive me. It's It's been a long few days. So right after CPAC came right down here. Um, so anyways, guys, uh, visit securetheborder.us for those action items. Check out and share um, the the uh, documentary intentionalinvasion.com. That's intentionalinvasion.com. You will see uh, yours truly, the great White Watson, Katie, and of course that was uh, Wyatt and, and Wiley with their Texas Independence Project that really helped make that possible. And if you uh, like it and share it uh, as much as you can, that documentary, and you might find us in an area coming uh, to an area near you. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you like that, there's now also a donate tab for a, hopefully, God willing, a, a second part of the documentary right on that website, intentionalinvasion.com. So, uh, and of course, our website is securetheborder.us. Yeah, I know, Sean. I, I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. And yes, Carrie, uh, timing of the church bells. It was great, wasn't it? I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, just some closing comments. There's been a lot going on in the news more recently from uh, three-letter agencies expanding uh, and getting past, you know, 80, uh, gosh, what is it? 86, 85,000, 87,000, something like that. New uh, IRS agents uh, with that apparently for whatever reason, you know, uh, need to be special agents trained uh, in carrying firearms raises a lot of questions. Of course, the raid by the other uh, three-letter agencies, what um, my my what my friend Maria calls flower by Irene, flowers by Irene. This country is under under assault in so many ways. And prior to if I heard myself and what I was saying and what so many the conversations that so many of us um, are now having to have, we we understand what's coming and this border invasion is just all part of the grander plan. Um, they're coming after not just, it's not so much going after President Trump as it is coming after you and I, the opposition. Those of us who are brave enough, the few small percentage of us are exhausted and tired 
and brave enough to fight this battle on so many different levels. We know what's here and we know what's coming. We stand absolutely everything to lose. And, you know, there, there's a handful of us and I know so many others across the country that are fighting as well. Uh, and so many others across Texas that are just literally giving it their all. Um, I can in good conscience look into my children's eyes when the crap hits the fan and they come knocking on my door in your door because they will it's coming <laughs> and we have you know uh, we already don't have enough food so many of the ranchers down here in south texas have had to give up their cattle because there's the price of hay it's just too much and and we're dealing with of course uh, drought conditions in addition, of course, to somehow we have plenty of electricity, despite our grid issues here in the great state of Texas, we have plenty of electricity, plenty of water, even even in these horrific drought conditions to um, to support these massive influx facilities. I also did go and meet up with the great Peter Perez and Jesse Perales, um, and, and we did a, a little interview out there in Carissa Springs, drove by, of course, the... Um, facility in Kamado uh, that is featured in the documentary and so many others. There's a lot of smaller ones uh, popping up across Texas. Yeah, we, we, we have the resources and the money and the finances to support the millions of people that are pouring over our wide open border. It's just one big part, an existential threat to our great state and our great country to fast track it to communism. I um, I can look at my kids and say that I literally did, my husband and I, that we did everything we possibly could. We have a few supporters, Ms. Hoffman, Esther, um, Stephanie, a few that, that really helped to keep me going on the road a little bit. Um, you know, we have the nonprofit and hoping to get funding for that. I hope that there's enough time because we're fresh out of it. And, you know, this last this time here to the border, I, we took just a quick trip. Uh, Wyatt went down there with me to, to Eagle Pass. And I've seen so much already across the border. I'm pretty tired. It's just never ending. And I just want to encourage you guys. Um, give it your all. When this, when, when, when everything kind of hits the fan, don't have any regrets. Don't come back and say, man, I wish I could have stood up and fought while I still had time. Do something, do something about it so that you can look at your children, look at your grandchildren, look at your, your husbands and your wives, your friends and say, I knew it was coming. And yeah, we were disregarded. Yes, we were thrown aside even by those who were quote unquote our side, on our side. But man, I, I literally gave it my all. You know, um, I, I did what I could. And if I wasn't there, I was supporting and I was, you know, donating to the few that, that I know are really trying to do something. You know, those events are kind of really running dry, right? Those those events with the key, big, huge expert speakers and these tours. 
because it really is all about what can we do. We're constantly asking, what can we do about it? And there's there's patriots that are standing up and fighting in the school boards. Um, there's there's patriots that are standing up and you know mama bears and papa bears and grandma and grandpa bears, you know, fighting against this this woke CRT and standing up in front of commissioners' courts and there's even far less even standing up and and trying to fight for the existential threat that the border crisis brings. We're tired. But none of us will stop. None of us will quit. We'll keep on going, even if we stand alone. I just want to encourage you guys. I love this country. My father fought and bled for this country in Vietnam. And I'm not anyone special. So many of us, we're not anyone quote unquote special, but we are sons and daughters of the living God. And we know what side of history we are on, if there's even time for another history book to even be written. We know what's coming and we're giving it our all. And um, this is the, the hill that I'm willing to die on. And that's what separates us from those paid actors. That's what separates us from these three letter agencies. I will not stop fighting and I know a handful of others that will never stop fighting literally until our dying breath. If you are one of them, thank you. We see you. We hear you. We know your frustration. We're frustrated with you. But at the end of the day, I know where I stand. And I'm not doing any of this for man. I'm not even doing this for our federal government. We deserve what we have coming. And I say that with a heavy heart because I was part of that problem a few years back when I thought that I was doing everything and I wasn't quite paying attention. Even though I voted, right? Even though I, I mean, I volunteered for a noble cause, but I wasn't quite paying attention. Now I wish, I wish that I could go back. I wish that I could go back to just being stay-at-home mom, homeschooling mom. But I can't. Because it is such a time as this. We may not like it. Never would have thought that there's anything like this that we're facing would have ever happened in our lifetime. Yet here we are. And I know that this is not my forever home. And there are so many times when I look up and I'm like, Jesus, please. Please come get us now. Marie and I were half-heartedly, we're not really joking. We're being dead serious. Like, come on, anytime now, Lord, because we know it's going to get so much worse. And not a damn thing may change. We may fall as a country. We may fall as a state to communism and Marxism in the new world order. But I promise you this, I won't be alive to see it. Because far before that time comes, I would have died fighting for my children's future and for what I know is right or locked up because we're all extremist. <laughs> for such a time as this, and I'm thankful and proud to stand with so many patriots, so many God-fearing, Texas-loving patriots and Americans 
across this country that still believe in what the red, white, and blue and what our founding fathers started so many years ago. So I just want to encourage you guys, uplift you guys and saying you're not alone. And, and thank you guys so much for the support. I know that myself, I know Wyatt, I know uh, Katie, so many others. There's a handful, you know, a handful of us across Texas um, that are that are in it, and we support each other and we lift each other up. You know, thank you guys for all the support. Thank you, and um, I'm proud to stand with you guys. So, we will fight till the end, even when we are dismissed, even when we are discarded. We will fight. We will fight through peace and through love and through holding our elected officials accountable. And if God forbid it, it even goes further than that, we'll fight till the end. If my father could <laughs> bleed on a Vietnam battlefield to come back home with shrapnel in his body than to be spit on by people who thought that he was a traitor and then die years later from Agent Orange-induced cancer that our own government did to him. If so many other soldiers, good men and women, could fight and die for this country, then we can take a few hours of our lives to stand up and testify or make phone calls, support each other, fight in your own city, county. Even, you know, we, we can do that. And if the time ever comes to defend this country again, we can, we can do it even more in other ways, God forbid that time ever comes. But anyways, I'm just kind of rambling now. I'll be heading home. I miss my family. And so uh, I'll be heading home tomorrow and I can't wait to see them and hug them and uh, get a few days of rest and then hit it again. So um, we're not giving up. We're not going to stop to the very end. So anyways, Guys, visit securetheborder.us for those action items. There's a donate button on there as well. The uh, documentary, intentionalinvasion.com. There's a donate button on there as well. So, um, you know, if, if, if you're unable to help in, in other ways, if you're able to uh, spare a few dollars in this really tight time, um, you know, if you guys can donate on there, um, you know, please do so. And if not, even just helping share and spread the word, it's also really, really huge. So thank you guys uh, to all of my fellow Patriot-loving Texans. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And so let's continue to do all that we can to secure our sovereign state border and save our precious, sweet Texas. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Good night.
tested for COVID. Yes. And I had to get a color-coded bracelet. Yes, like the one I'm wearing. Yes, and you know who else did that? It's the Mexican cartel. Thank you for your time and let's go Brandon.